I have a firm belief that if I'm not happy with what I'm doing every day, why do it? You can do something to make money. As long as you're happy, why be in a career that you're not happy with? Welcome to the HTW Podcast, where your hosts, Erica Huss and Zoe Sakutis, founders of Blueprint Cleanse, the iconic juice brand that sparked a multi-billion dollar category. We bootstrapped, scaled, and sold, and now we're moving on. We stepped away from the juicer and into the sound studio to talk about this rapidly evolving world of wellness. We'll sit down with wellness experts and entrepreneurs for candid conversations and tales from the trenches, how they got their start, how they turned their ailments into ideas, and what they've learned along the way. And we'll bring you news, updates, and our unsolicited opinions on everything we discover in sickness and in wealth. Located at the intersection of wellness and business, H2W is your navigator on the bumpy highway to well. Hi, Erica. Hi, Zoe. (laughs) That was a really fun little reunion that we just had. I know. It really was. That is 18 years in the making. A friendship that goes back as long as some people's children. I mean, if only I held on to that little black cocktail dress (laughs) from the Hudson Hotel. I probably would be horrified to see myself in it now. I mean, it wasn't pretty, but it happened. Yeah. There was I would probably back. start sweating. I would immediately want to drink. You would just uh, look for the matching set of aerosols to go with, <laughs> with, <laughs> with my little like nude ped socks in there. <laughs> there was like after year two of working there, I was like, whatever. You Comfort just, is going to try. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. We started out with like cute little ballet flats. And then it was like, no, I need to go for the wedge <laughs> platform, extra rubber sole cushioning. Yo, mama's back hurts. The Nike of, of like comfortable active wear. <laughs> My back hurts. You want that up or on the rocks? I mean, we legitimately wore aerosols and easy spirits at the age of 24. <laughs> <laughs> with Paired with really like... Paired kind of slutty cocktails. Well, yeah, no, they, were, they, were, they were like below the knee. It was actually pretty tasteful. They were below the knee, but guess what? They were see-through. And I just had a horrible flashback as you were saying that of going to a table one time and putting down a round of drinks. And it was a bunch of these like... Oh yeah, they were totally see-through. These like very well-dressed businessmen. And there were... I I don't know like what the meeting was. There were a handful of Japanese guys there. And a handful of like the, the white guys, all everybody sitting around wearing suits. And this guy who did not have full command of the English language literally started pointing his finger at my crotch because he could see <laughs> through my dress because like, the floor was illuminated. Oh, Let's not forget. Jitty. Yeah, that's right. The floor was illuminated and we were wearing like ear, like translucent black dresses. Yeah. It and was... his mouth just like dropped. <sighs> yeah. I was like, it doesn't matter. I don't need to hear what you're trying to say. It was like the equivalent of like when we all discovered that those Lululemon like yoga pants were yep. all see-through. Yep. Yeah. So we're yep. costumes. Oh God. Horrifying. But... It's nice to know that anyway. we've all come a long way since then and had a really nice reunion with Rachel, who yeah. has had quite a journey herself. She has. She was an original um, reality TV star, <laughs> very accidentally, as she was moving on up from the PR world. Um, but now she's running this amazing company called The Good Smart, which is... If Whole Foods and 7-Eleven had a baby, it would be the good smart. Yeah. So it's I mean, basically I feel like, like that's the best way to describe it. It's really yeah. like very visual and you totally get it. Yeah. She's got like two already, one on the West Coast, one on the East Coast. She's like, she's like progress, man. Yeah. It's she's been fast. Some stuff. It's yeah. been great. But yeah, it was great to just hear the story of how it all came to be and how she's kind of straddling both worlds because she still has her PR firm. Um, and both coasts. On both coasts. No, it's a great story because I think it's, you know, it's inspiring to anyone who is starting from... I mean, she didn't come in with any advantages. She didn't come in with any relationships to leverage. She got you know a job in PR based on a very funny story that she told us about one night at the Hudson yeah. that then led to one thing led to another. And I think that she is a great example of just like, she saw opportunities and she went after them and she kind of like wasn't afraid to ask questions just to sort of figure things out along the way. Yeah, scrappy. Love Super it. scrappy. Best quality. My favorite quality in people. Yeah. Scrappy. It's and funny. So, it's so... Yes. You want people to be funny? I, 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 sense of humor. Sense of humor. Right. You don't have to be your funny yourself, but you have to appreciate humor. Yes. Agreed. Um, but what do they say? Everybody thinks they have good taste and a sense of humor and not everybody can possibly have good taste and a sense of humor. Name the movie. 
But Harry met Sally. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Which one said it? Harry or Sally? No, it was actually Carrie Fisher's character, Marie. She's talking about the wagon wheel coffee table. Oh. <laughs> she had a good character. She in that had movie. a great character. Oh, my God. Do you want to watch it right now? I need some popcorn. We can eat popcorn and curl up and just the drink best some best segue line ever. Oh, I've been looking for a red suede pump. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to my girls who know what I'm talking about. <laughs> All right. Well, let's hear Rachel's story. It was um, it was so nice seeing her. It We're was. gonna have a little reunion at the Hudson. Yes, awesome. Back. Homecoming. All right. All right. Bye. Bye. Enjoy. Before we get to our episode, we wanted to talk really quickly about one of our partners, which is Nutrafol. 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 That stands for Nutra as in nutraceutical and fall as in follicle. Yes, because it's all about your her. Your her. Your her. I must tell you, I have been taking this pretty religiously for, I don't know, four or five months. And I'm getting a lot of feedback from the people who deal with my hair on a regular basis that it is growing and it is much thicker and it is stronger and longer. And I think it's completely... It is because of Nutrafol. You know, it's it's not sort of treating the symptom. It's kind of going after the root, no pun intended, cause. Ooh, but which, that's a good one. <laughs> uh, I know. Which is like the immune system and stress and all this other stuff that usually does your body no good. So Nutrafol's ingredients are, you know, it's not just this um, like, you know, myth in a bottle of like biotin. It's this really amazing combination of all natural ingredients that support your body's immune system um, to address the stress. Yes, and it's all plant-based. It's, it's they, I mean, they say it's medical-grade botanicals, um, and we know that one of those is human or curcumin, which is the the compound in turmeric, which is the miracle miracle root. Of, yeah, 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 but, yeah. That one, that one, that big that inflammatory one. one. It's a big one, though. It definitely, it's, I take that on its own additionally, and it's pretty amazing. Yeah, I mean, it, it does good stuff. And I think, you know, also what we've learned uh, actually when we did our interview with the founder of Nutrafol was that um, with men, the primary reason that they have health issues is generally genetic. And for women, once again, it's our friend stress that yeah. actually compromises hair health more than anything. It's kind of like a nice multivitamin too. And it really is addressing stress and it's addressing sleep and having beautiful, long, thick, healthy hair is kind of like the happiest side effect possible. So we're all about it. Love the Nutrafol, total game changer. And it actually is now available in a subscription and listeners can get $10 off their first month subscription if they go to Nutrafol.com and enter the code HIGHWAY10. One zero. Highway 10, like your highway to well, um, at Nutrafol.com. So, you know, pretty good deal. Good stuff. We're here with Rachel Krupa. Welcome, Rachel. Yay. Thank you. Founder of GoodSmart. The GoodSmart. I was it's say, the GoodSmart. It good is the GoodSmart. Yeah. I'm going to pull a... Uh, what was the guy who told what's his face to say just Facebook instead of the Facebook? I only remember it from the movie. He's like, <laughs> oh, let me give you this. It was tip. Justin Timberlake. It was just, yeah. we just remember it's Justin Timberlake Sean Parker. from the movie. Sean, Sean, uh, Parker. Sean Parker. Yeah, Sean Parker. Yes. yes. Just Facebook. <laughs> it just, just works better when you write and you drop the Mart side and just be like the goods. The goods. The goods. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I also like that good smart together is sounds like good smart. smart. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, Obviously. hence the name. Yes. There you like, go. It was not an accident that it sounds It smart. actually was an accident. And I f- went to buy the URL, the good smart. And I was like, oh, oh, oh good and smart. It does say smart <laughs> in there because you don't look at things unless That's there is true. a URL. That's true. Like, here's one. Did you know the word homeowner actually has the word meow in it? Oh. Next time you write homeowner, you will see meow and it'll make you laugh and think of me. I will. I will do that. <laughs> and then also I was writing, I was doing something, I was doing like a hashtag the other day and I was writing heal thyself and then it showed up as healthy self. I was like, oh, it's the same thing. That's oh. interesting. It's not quite as good as meow and homeowner. No, it's, it's, it's when you find those little like, I know. perks. It's just, just a little like, moment. <laughs> That's why it's good to write sometimes with your hands. Yeah. And read uh-huh. and see words and letters together <laughs> on paper <laughs> instead of just hearing them come through your TV. Uh-huh. Yeah. Or your podcast. So wait, so how was, audiobooks. So let's just start there. Yeah. How did you come up with the name 
The good smart. And it, what is the good yeah. smart? What oh, is the good smart? What is the good smart? Good smart. Okay. Good smart for that matter. Um, the good smart is a better for you, socially conscious convenience store where we make better and healthier options more accessible. So basically, Seven Eleven and Whole Foods had a baby. That's the good baby goods. Baby goods. Oh, baby goods. <laughs> you know, baby it's one of those so things much. where we always say we sell physical goods, but we look to do good and make oh. you feel good. Oh, That's nice. Do good, feel good. You feel good. Everybody feel good. good. And then, okay, so what are you selling in the Good Smart? And when did you start it? So I started the goods um, April of 2018. So it hasn't been okay. a year. Um, and that is called progress. Yes, it is. It is progress. So we have one store in Silver Lake and that that's the store that opened in April. And then one in New York, um, in Soho that opened up in October. And how long was it in the works before opening in April in Silver Lake? Um, it's been one of those things that... An idea that has been in the back of my mind for probably a couple years because... Um, I have a PR agency that focuses on food and wellness. Oh, you do? I do. <laughs> oh, what's As your you PR? You were in PR? Wow. We had no idea. Um, crazy. Um, but in in our office, we always had basically shelves of, of our products. And I would have friends come to our office and they're like, I'm going to come shopping today. And you're like, okay, mm-hmm. come and grab what you want. And then it turned into this idea that it was going to be more of an art installation because it was before it was when I would go into traditional grocery stores, there'd be one small section of organic. And you're like, why is this? Why do I feel alienated if I want to eat better? And I'm in this small little section. What about what is everything else in this store? Right. And so it was going to be an art installation that was not going to be probably that successful, where it was just like red dyes, blue dyes, mm-hmm. ADH causers, cancer causers, and have all the products listed underneath them. Okay. And then just have a regular convenience store. Yeah. Um, and then it was just like, probably not the best idea. Right. Um, so why don't we just switch that and make everything really positive and just what you'll find in the goods today is basically upgrades to everything that you would find in a traditional convenience store or gas station, yeah. um, but made with better ingredients. And for us, that is non-GMO, no artificial flavors, preservatives, hormone disruptors, nitrates. Um, we look for... a better and less use of plastics, and then organic cottons um, in regards to feminine hygiene, because we look at everything of what you put inside your body head to toe. Uh, can we just mm-hmm. pause at the new better for you tampons? Because they suck, I have to say. I'm having problems. Really? really? I'm having issues. Well, we can talk offline because I've no, got some I, I solutions. want to talk about it. <laughs> I mean, I feel like they're... I think they're great. I cannot... Oh, I feel gross and I feel... If I use a, a normal one, because I know just how dirty cotton is, and in my mind, I feel like my body is just like get out of me. Yes, I don't want anything dirty in my jitty, but it is. You know, it's okay. We'll talk about it offline. We'll talk it's about been, it. Later. It's been a little bit of a challenge. Yeah. I feel like <laughs> I'm honestly, I, I, I feel like I've tried everything. Like I, I put everything. In my I put vagina. everything in there. See what happens. There is to put in there. Just okay. try a cup. A well, cup. That was where I was cups. going. It's a different mm-hmm. conversation, but oh, I, I don't know I that can't I can do, those. do that. It's not. It's not. Pretty, but once you actually see the impact and like you count up, I think I saw some statistic like the average woman goes through like 780 tampons in a certain like lifetime that would compare to one cup. Oh, oh, on that note, I think it's a year. Speaking of those, like, year. those horrifying visuals. So when I had children, I was like, okay, there was a four second conversation about using cloth diapers. Mm. <laughs> And I was like, <laughs> only considering it for four seconds because someone t- told me that the average baby will go through enough diapers to fill an Olympic-sized swimming pool. One kid. That is horrifying. So I was like, okay, listen, if I'm being honest, I'm not going to use cloth diapers. I'm just not doing it. So I found a great um, biodegradable diaper. Wait, that's amazing. Bambo. Yeah, it's a bit it's a little bit more expensive, but really yeah. not much. Right. And I feel like it doesn't so if you sell diapers at the good spark. We don't have diapers yet, but we Bamba. do have diapers. We have diapers. Well, so diapers, that's my Bamba. question in terms of your product mix. Like how do you differentiate or how do you sort of speak about it that makes it differentiate from like just your neighborhood like natural food store? Like what's the difference? Obviously, I mean, the branding is beautiful and it's very hip and cool looking, but like why am I going to Goodsmart as opposed to like Paralandra? 
Um, I think it's just like two different shopping experiences that we're looking to capture the individuals that probably don't eat as organic as someone that's shopping at a co co like co op and mm-hmm. like co op. Um, <laughs> I can't, I can't do say that, that either. Um, and I think that it's just like an experience type layered mm-hmm. on top of that. Um, and I think we have done a good job curating like what we feel is like the best of the best mm-hmm. in regards to looking at it from a high-low perspective for even costs so that you have things that range from 50 cents and nothing in their store is over 20. That's great. So that that's a huge difference. Yeah, from like so the local it's looking organic. at that too. And, and that's the thing is like we want like individuals like us that are eating organically and being conscious. But like I also want the people that are just walking into the store because it doesn't have organic or natural anything written around it to come in and be like, hey, I want my Red Bull. And we're like, hey, instead of Red Bull, why don't you try this Herba Mate or the Matcha Bar Hustle or try something that is maybe a little bit more, but we we priced it so that it's not going to be a substantial breaker of a wallet or of a bank. Is the store equipped to have those types of conversations with consumers when they come in? Yeah. So we basically train our team on the different products that we have. And we like to keep it really light more so than anything. So if someone comes in more of being like, Hey, I really love Kit Kats. What can I have? Or I really love Cheetos. You should have just like a confessional booth maybe in there too. Right. They could just (laughs) go and talk about... But that's like the fun thing. And, And I think that's like the best thing is... Not going too heady and too deep, but I think that's and what most judgy, people want and like judgy. Happens. And it's just yeah. more of like, and people are like, is everything in the store have less sugar in it? And yeah. you're like, no, it's just non GMO and artificial flavors, preservatives. Right. Like for us, it's like take away the things that are not needed within yeah. a, a product and within like the item that you're looking to have. Like you don't need red dye 12. Right. I don't even know if red dye 12 exists, like, but it's like well, red we don't dye. need it. We, we, <laughs> we don't, don't need, need it. it. We definitely but don't I'm need it. I'm pretty sure it's in that cran apple juice. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So it's funny because it's like, you know, little by little. I mean, obviously we live in, or I live in Brooklyn. And so... I so think do the, I. That's the we. consumers. We, but, I, but not... You know, <laughs> I do not. You do not. Live in, so, but I think the consumers are a little bit more demanding when it comes to like the better for you stuff, like the organic and... So like little by little, you see it like very slowly taking over the more conventional offerings. So how long, if ever, do you think it's going to take these sort of corner bodegas that are already onto it, right? They're onto it because the consumer comes in and they say, I want this, bring it in, and then they do. But how long do you think before all of these corner stores and bodegas that carry like the essentials are catching up and caring like you know they're they're also creating these standards and and getting rid of the junk. I think it's just hard just because if you look at the cost of goods and what what like buying power and like the distribution of things it's just harder because of the natural products normally cost more. But for what we found is like if a bodega or just like a normal like corner store wants to bring it in they can and I think that as long as they have the demand and that they're going to th- go through the product then that's great. But if the product sits on the shelf for any period of time, yeah. then they're losing more money mm-hmm. than if they were to have Doritos. Because what they're paying for Doritos and like people are going to buy them and continue to buy them. And that's the thing. It's just like, while the demand that we have, because we eat naturally and organically, there is a larger population that's not eating the way that we are. Right. So it's on us and it's on conversations like this and it's on people like us who feel strongly that we have to get the message out in a way that actually resonates as opposed to goes over the heads of people who just assume I'm not part of this conversation because I'm not part of this community. Yeah. And I think a convenience store is also convenient. And that's what we look to do within the goods is by having those parameters where if you go into... I love bodegas and I love any type of convenience store or grocery store because I love looking at things. Um, but I'm a, I look and I touch and I look at ingredients. But I think the convenience store is somewhere where you just grab and you don't necessarily need to think about what you're buying. So right, if right. you are a person that is looking at ingredients or looking for something healthier or better options, if you go into a traditional store that is not have like say like our parameters, then you actually have to do more work and not necessarily grab anything that you right. want. You have to uh-huh. be like, is that non-GMO popcorn or is that one the non-GMO right. popcorn? Yeah. It so would this save is, me a lot of time. Say, 
conscious convenience. Yes. What do you think? I like hey, it. Hey? I Does like somebody it. Uh, hear a rebrand? <laughs> um, oh, no. Just I, like a subtitle. Kind yeah. Of yeah. Because I can spend some time in a grocery store. Yeah. I mean, I will just sit there for like, I will go turn over everything. But I, yeah. I, I do like doing that. But then when I don't have the time to do that, it would be nice to just go into a trusted space. Right. Where you know everything. Where I know is, that everything has already been is, turned over. Exactly. Right. Or it's over. more what we find within more of our Silver Lake location because it's more in a neighborhood than yeah. the Soho. It's kids. Kids after school come in. I was just going to say. And parents don't have to be like, right. no, let me you see can't everything that. that you're looking can at. I look at that so. or only take that type of thing. So while it's sugar and it's, you know, a Scylla licorice or a candy bar or something along those lines or a slushy, at least a, they don't have the chemical driven ingredients that in yeah, parents we have are more school. say no. We live by this like big school right here. So I'm always like in the neighborhood around three o'clock, four o'clock. Like all these like middle school, high handing school Handing out organic kids. candy to the children passing by. <laughs> What's that? Is it handing out organic candy to <laughs> yeah, them? I'd love to see that. I was like, <laughs> you, give Here me those Twizzlers. Here you go, children. How about this healthier, healthier version <laughs> of that Snickers? <laughs> it's an apple. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's called an apple. I, I mean, I am always so curious because they like huddle around, like they go to the bodega, they buy their crap, and then they come outside and they all just kind of like form a circle and like eat their chips and their yeah, pizza or we don't whatever. Have parking it is. lots here. Yeah, and they um and like the stuff that they're eating i'm just like oh man it's like every day you know yeah. every day they're going so maybe maybe you could do something where you have a discount for like that age group like not the kids who are with their parents like the parents will know better but what right. about the, the kids who are kids. just like the high school kids who are just like i'm going to eat doritos and like a big thing of like what is that crazy um giant can of tea Oh, that like, um, um, uh, Arizona, Arizona tea. Oh, God, I oh my God, from high school too. No, I think we all drank them in high school. Yeah, dear um, Lord. I mean, I think that's something for us to look into. We do accept EBT. What's EBT? Food stamps, and that's we awesome. we are accepting that in Silver Lake. We're waiting. Hopefully, we get the news um, in New York soon. That's amazing um, that you accept food stamps. Yeah, so it's in it's looking at those things where it's just like, how else can you just make things more accessible? But we do have it where it's cosmetically challenged fruits is the apple is 50 cents. And right. when it was a lot, you can just get a 50 cent apple or a 75 cent banana right. or a dollar banana. I just banana. love the phrase cosmetically, cosmetically challenged. challenged. I was like fruit. I they're ugly, refer to but myself. They're just like they're ugly, cosmetically challenged. Yeah. yeah. Ugly fruit. It's, it's very smart. I mean, yes. It's good, smart. Okay, wait. Can I time out for a second? And can we like go back a bit? Let's first go back, I don't know, 19 years or 18 years, which is when we all met at a very different type of establishment. (laughs) Go back to 1942. At the Hudson, which is hilarious how far we've all come. Right. The Hudson Um, Hotel. But I have to to share that I remember... I remember because I was managing at the Hudson at that point. I graduated beyond she, the rank of the bartender. Yeah, I was like, climb. You I was were, like, maybe I want to do were, this for a living. Yeah. I was like, boss. Nope. yeah. She's like, but wait a minute. So I remember interviewing Rachel <laughs> and like being oh, like, oh, really? Yeah. And be like, there's this cute girl from Michigan and she wants to work for Major League Baseball. Yeah. So she's here in the meantime. And I was like, I don't know. She's like super cute and spunky. And like, how is this chick going to go to Major League Baseball when she's like walking around in this black little cocktail dress all sassed up? It's like Major League Baseball by, by, by day. day. What Hudson was the appeal for Major League Baseball? I, this, it, the, reason I got, the reason I moved to New York was because I faxed my resume to Major League Baseball, the commissioner's office. And they... <laughs> This is faxing because it was so old ago. We were so old. So old ago. It was so old so ago. Old ago. Um, it was, um, <laughs> it's quicker. I faxed my resume and they called me in for an interview and they're like, do you want to interview for an internship? And I was like, cool. And they're like, what section do you want to go in? Obviously, you went to school for PR. Um, we have PR. We have IT. Me thinking I was going to be smarter by choosing <laughs> IT. I was an internship. I was had an internship at Major League Baseball in the IT department. <laughs> so what I did all day was basically sit in a hallway and test the Price Waterhouse clearing, like new application that they were getting into Major League Baseball, and they replaced it. 
the year that I left. So all of my hard work of testing it. <laughs> Wait, but what, what was were you on, actually doing? What was like, what on you... your resume at that? Because you must have been like, what, 19? No, I mean, oh, I was 20. I don't know, 20? 22, okay. oh, 21. God, Gosh, no, no, I feel like that okay. was so long ago. I, before that, I mean, I, I was a professional intern. And so when I moved to New York, <laughs> this, was be a professional this is in Michigan. Yes. Right? My mom was like, you have to get a job or you have to get paid. And Major League Baseball <laughs> was paying us $500 or paying me $500 a month. And Ooh. being in the small town in Michigan, Counting your goals. That, was, that was a lot. That yeah. was like rent. So I had an internship um, in DC for a congressional member um, in Michigan. I worked for the Democratic Constituent Relationships um, in Lansing at the at our state capital in Michigan. I was an internship at like the events department at our university. I was just interning as many places Your as I career possibly intern. could. That's yeah. amazing. And then it was like an intern at Major League Baseball, and then I had to have a side job, obviously, because I realized my rent was five hundred dollars or. My rent in New York was five hundred dollars, and that's all I could do. And I enjoyed going out, and I enjoyed <laughs> enjoyed getting dressed in the morning and having a and meal, having a life. Yeah. So I had to work a second job. Yeah. You know how many internships I've done in my life? Zero. Zero. Really? Yeah. Really? I, I we went... had to do them. It was like a requirement in high school. No, yeah. I remember being in college, and I was like. It was optional. And I, I was like, oh, fine. I guess I'll go try for an internship. And I went to like Nickelodeon <laughs> or something on Broadway. It was like near Lincoln Center. It was like with some network. And I was like, I'm just going to work, go work for this, you know, whatever network. And I was there for I a day. And it was basically just filing VHS tapes for no money. And I was like, are you fucking getting me? That's enrichment. Again. No, I was <laughs> like, was this like... is not enriching and I'm not making any money. Yeah. And I literally went like next door to Fiorello's and I was like... <laughs> Here's my resume. That's how you wound up at Fiorello's. Well, <laughs> you're like, they're not paying me for the VHS crap over there. But I, could I was like, uh, Big Bird and Ernie over here are not doing yeah. it for me. But like, yes, I was definitely not okay with not making money. Like period in any... Maybe if it was like actually... Maybe if I was learning something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I think I just jumped on that bandwagon. But how long did you last at Major League Baseball? And then... Just, I mean, like when did you make the transition? Like what did you do besides... So you were at the Hudson during Major League Baseball, but then you were at the Hudson beyond it as well? No. So the internship at Major League Baseball lasted around six or seven months. Mm -hmm. And then from there, wow. That's a long time. It was a long time. I mean, it was like, it went to internship to like kind of like temp, like Mm -hmm. temp type work. So you did get a job out of it. Kind of, yeah. I mean, I was still testing this. Like (laughs) I, I was also, it was amazing because I was also in like the main like, the main drag of like the hallway where I don't know if you guys knew this, but I also at the Hudson Hotel, I was also working at Brother Jimmy's. Oh, oh my God. I do remember that. And so Brother I, Jimmy's. It I was, do remember um, that too. As a waitress at Brother Jimmy's back in the day, people yes. just wanted stories because this is when you could light a bar on fire and you just... you Bras go on the you, bar. Yeah. Bras go on the bar. It was like uh, the place where all the Yankees hung out. And so it was just like <laughs> people would just crowd around my desk and be like, what happened at Brother Jimmy's last night? So what did I do during my internship? I talked about Brother Jimmy's and then it proceeded to talk about like what happened at the Hudson Hotel. Yep. So you want... public but, affairs consultant for okay. the Major League Baseball <laughs> IT department? Early corporate communications <laughs> okay, for so Brother Jimmy's and the Hudson. It, it seems like maybe... And I now... Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm going to go out on a limb and say, maybe you had a fantasy... I don't know, dating a Major League Baseball player. That would be enough motivation for me at that totally. age to be like, yep, Major League Baseball. <laughs> Got it. But I would... Because, you know, baseball players to me aren't that You know, and I think but- that was one of the reasons why I left. One is that it was so corporate that you had to wear pantyhose. And I was oh just like, uh, I'm not wearing pantyhose, first of all. And <laughs> then That's secondly, it was that same thought that everyone had. I really no. enjoyed the sport of you baseball. Just like and sport, baseball. I just love the sport and being part of an athletic team. It was, I grew up, as a cheerleader, I, you know, was always part of an athletic team. And it was more of the building of a community within like your sports. And that was like the stigma that you had of being a female at Major League Baseball. You wanted to sleep with the baseball players. And you're like, that's not really, that's that's not, that's not why I'm here. And so it was just more frustrating than anything of being, having that stigma. And you're like, no, I just really... 
I actually like want to be here. Yeah. It's like a cool environment. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, a cool environment. Yeah, like a, going to see a game is exciting. To be a part of that, I think is super. And I totally remember you teaching me cheers in the service bar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, it, it was that. I, but then, and then I was when I came from outside because remember I was in the private park and then yes. the private park closed. And, and then I, you made the cut. I made the cut to coat check. Oh my god! I don't remember you doing it. Was now and then like as you said that I remember Kochak. And I met this guy, and his name was John, and he was like all sly Hudson Hotel type guy. Hey, you're not a Kochak person by trade, are you? Tall John, blonde John. He he had sandy. Blonde hair. I don't know where we're going. Wait, was he a customer? He was, he was like a, a customer. Man. Oh, okay. No, um, And he came and he was just like, so are you a dancer? Or are you, what are you? And I'm like, I'm a publicist. You know, I do PR. And he was like, if I give you a job or an internship at a PR agency, will you go on a date with me? And yeah, he gave sure. me his business card. And this was like, we really didn't do email that much back then. Right. No. This was more of like T9 texting. Oh, this yes. is text. <clears throat> this is total like... T9, you, yes. You might have like, you have a pager. Right. Yes. Or you have to type 17, digit, 17 letters to write the My word hi. My question to right. you, Erica, is what would you do now as a manager at the Hudson where everyone's <laughs> on their iPhones? Oh, like oh. while they're working. You know, like of being like, you cannot have your phones out. Yeah, no, you can't. I mean, I feel like that that should be the case in every... I don't know. What do you do at Goodsmart? Like, you don't want people on their phones while they're at work. No, if it's a little bit slow, if they want to like, like bring it up, I'm cool. Because it's also... Not do a little Hudson. IG That's story. not how we do things. No, know. but you couldn't be on the floor. But I met this guy and I actually called him and he got me a job at Lizzie Grubman. And oh, that's, that's, how, you got that job. And that's okay. how... And I did go on a date, but I brought my roommate being smart and they ended up dating for three years. Oh, really? Oh, my oh, God. Yeah. That so, is so funny. It was all meant to be. Who yeah. was your roommate? This girl, Jen. Okay, I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. Jen yeah. and John. Let's just leave it. First yeah. names, all Jen good. Jen and John. I hope yeah. you're still going uh, strong. Oh, Whoa. Years. But that's... Okay, so that's a little kismet moment there. Yep. And then you so worked Lizzie for Lizzie Grubman, mm-hmm. who many people listening to this podcast might know. Others may not have heard of at this point. There's like a kind of a generational shift here. Yeah. So Lizzie Grubman, um, in like the early, I would say late 90s, early 2000s, was yeah. like the It Girl publicist cover of New York Magazine, known to do more celebrity-driven and nightclubs and parties. And that was where I had my first job and my Ooh. first teacher. Um, and she was amazing though. She took me under her wing and introduced me to everyone that I needed to know. And it was, I think that that catalyst of like, this is where my life is going. Mm-hmm. She's kind of got the Rachel Zoe status or she did at the time. I mean, she was like, she's a pretty big name. Yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah. And yeah. It's... And her dad was one of the, and I, I believe still is one of like the largest entertainment lawyers mm-hmm. in New York. And so, what is she doing now? Is she still doing she her still thing? She still has her agency. Yeah. Yeah. So you did that and then there was a little a little extra special something that came out of that. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> right. That led to Oh, it's so sad. Um, it's like <laughs> the thing is like sad. being a publicist, you never wanted to be in front of the camera, which led to Power Girls on MTV. <laughs> which is Power like Power Girls was, PR with yeah, a W in the middle. <laughs> It was the first, by the way, it was like the first, it was the first generation of people taking out the vowels, which is oh, now so popular. Interesting. Well, because there's no more IP left. We yeah. have to. There's no more we vowels have to left. all the letters. <laughs> the words. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so that, then it was Power Girls. And that so, was an MTV show. Yes. Was it MTV or VH1? MTV. MTV. And this is when people, you know, it's like the beginning of that too. Yeah. Sort so of reality it was the first of, reality show yeah. after Real World. Was it really? Yeah. So the, it, they literally filmed us for so six months plus for six episodes. Wow. Which in today's world, six episodes or like one episode would be like a day. Yeah. And did you make money doing that? We made a little bit. Yeah. Not like crazy. And it was like everybody crazy. on the team at Lizzie Grubman or did people opt out? Some people opted out. Yeah. Yeah. But it was do like... Do you regret doing it or did you I have I don't fun? regret doing it. I think it was a great learning experience. Yeah. I'm very thankful that... I believe Lizzie's dad probably did like the like the deal hmm. because you cannot find it anywhere. Interesting. It's most of I think ours is the only show that does not still have live on MTV site. 
you have everything else from right. that era living on MTV site. Oh, Our show has you been buried. Find. It has the vanished. Art. Wow. Yes. That's probably, you so know. I'm still thankful for that. Yeah. I think that's it. I, I would be happy about that. Yeah. I don't know that I want to see my 20-year-old self like in reality TV. No, I talk mm-hmm. about it in the office all the time. And I'm like, one day you'll get a viewing. But it's on DV, it's on VHS or it's on DV. Or that's already limiting. Is it DVR? Like, no, not DVR. It's like, that manual cable DVD. Thing. DVD. Yes. <laughs> DVD. Like, what is another thing? <laughs> oh my God. That's so amazing. Okay. And then, so when did you sort of make the leap and say, hmm, I think I could branch out on my own and start my own company? After Lizzie's, I worked um, at another agency for three years that moved me to LA. And that was Burke Communications. Yeah. And then I started Krupa Consulting um, in 2010. And what was that? I mean, what was that process like for you? Because this is, I mean, this is kind of a common theme in this conversation is sort of figuring out what that moment is to kind of make the leap. And does it feel like a risk at the time or does it just feel like what you have to do? Like, what was that, what was that time like for you? It was never a moment that I wanted to start my own agency. It was more of a moment that I have a firm belief that if I'm not happy with what I'm doing every day, why do it? We can always go back to whether it's like, cocktail or you can do something to make money as long as you're happy. Why be in a career that you're not happy with? Mm -hmm. And I wasn't happy. And it was just more of, I'm going to do this thing and get a client on the side. Um, And I remember telling my parents, I'm like, I'm going to quit my job and I'm just going to take on a client and just like figure out what I want to do as like... It's called Krupa Consulting because I didn't know what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. I probably would have thought of a better name than... Krupa is actually consulting her inner self to figure out what she wants to do. I'm like, I want to figure out what I'm doing. Um, (laughs) But then it was that catalyst of... I had one client, then another client referred me to another client. And then it was a snowball effect. So Mm -hmm. in my mind, it was never, I'm going to start an agency. It was more, oh my gosh, I have clients. I guess I need to do something now and figure out the backside of the business. So it was more of like a catalyst of, I want to be happier in my life versus... Mm -hmm. I want to start a business. And was there any blowback from Burke or was it... I mean, I mean, I don't think he was happy because I was leading the LA office. But I think at the time, it was the best thing for me in order to do it. Yeah. But I also had a lot of friends that had their own PR agencies that were really helpful. Um, and I think that's also with a great net- network of friends that you just ask questions. Mm-hmm. Like, who do you use as an accountant? What do you do about billing? How do you hire someone? Yeah. Like, yeah. How do you pay do payroll? Which is, I mean, I think that's... It's so intuitive and obvious to us, but I feel like that's something that people don't really even consider when they're thinking about starting a business, especially women who want to start something. They don't necessarily have a partner and they feel like even if they know exactly what they want to do, there are these other little kind of floating questions out there of things that they're not good at. And like it's... I mean, you surround yourself with those people and that's the resources are right there. But I feel like oftentimes women just assume like, oh, I can't do this because I don't know A through Z. I only know A through J. And it's like, no. Yeah. I mean, like just in starting anything, it's always like, oh, but I don't know how to do that. I mean, I think you have to just get comfortable with the fact that it's okay to not know. Right. You have to be comfortable with the fact that you're going to figure it out as you go. Yeah. And that was the best advice that a friend told me that has a very successful PR agency. And he was like, guess what? I don't know what I'm doing every day either. Um, And there's only two... There's two ways of looking at it. You are either going to succeed and you're going to learn from that or you're going to fail, but you're going to learn from that to make a better better positive outcome at the end. So you're learning from both... From both either doing it well... You're winning or or you're learning. Never losing. You're never losing. Um, And I (laughs) think that's... Never losing. Yeah. Um, And I think that's the other thing is it's... I didn't start Krupa Consulting with any type of bank account at all. Right. It was just like, let's right. just figure let's this out. This I know. Yeah. There was no was investments. Like, it was just like, I'm going to take a client and that's going to pay my rent. And oh my gosh, I have two clients and I can actually yeah. afford this now. And I can afford an assistant now that I have three clients mm-hmm. or four clients, whatever that is. So how are you now juggling the two? So how does Krupa Consulting and the Good Smart... Well, wait, before we get there, I have another question that leads to that, which is like, what was... Because it's not often that somebody who is in PR and has all of these other products that they represent then decide that they want to create something themselves so much as they want to just like do the good work for the other. So how did that moment arrive? And then Zoe's question, like, how do you kind of balance the two? It was as we were talking before, it was just, I was talking with people about this idea of starting a store. And 
I also am a believer in like if you talk with people long enough that you either have to do it or you're just a talker. Totally. And so it was that moment of like, I have to do this. And I was driving up and down Sunset in Silver Lake. And yeah. I was just like, there's this building that looks cheap. There's a parking lot in front of it. It's next to a car wash. This could be cool for the goods. And I remember just like emailing them being like, hey, can I look at this space? How much is it? And... They're like, it used to be a drive through deli and dairy in like the 70s. And so when I opened up the gates and I looked inside, there was actually a refrigeration system mm-hmm. inside and like a reefer. And I was like, oh my gosh, it was like the lights shining down on this basement. Yeah. I'm like, this is it. Right, it was all um, easy enough. And they're like, okay, what would you like to do? And I was just like, I would like to take it. <laughs> and they're like, okay, here's the contract. When can you make the first deposit or down payment? And I was like, so I'm just waiting to hear back from my business loan. I haven't started the process at all. Right, right. And I was just like, well, we're just like a little bit delayed. Can we just like hold it up a little bit? And they're like, yeah, we'll put it off the market if you can give me like a half a month's rent. And I was like, cool. Mm-hmm. So I used the half month's rent. I just gave it to them. And I was just like, okay. Then started the process of finding right. whether it's a business Sometimes zone or a it. line of credit. Yeah. And it was like, okay. And then it was like another month because we were going the route of line of credit because I had such good credit through the PR agency. I was able to do that. And it just took a little bit longer. And he was like, okay, what's going on? And I'm like, here's another half a rent. So like, here's first month's rent. And then it was just like, it all came through and it all like, it all happened. Um, And then it was just like putting together the pieces of still not knowing what I was doing, opening up a retail coming from PR, but having the background for the past 10 years or plus of building out restaurants, you knew... Right. I asked clients of who's the best contractor that I can use? Who's the best person that I can do expediting of this? We worked with Thrive Market and helped them launch from a PR standpoint of asking those people of like, who do you know that I can have maybe you know help me with operations and like learn that side of the business? So it was going through and asking people mm-hmm. for help because I didn't know what to do, but I knew I wanted to do it. And I knew the ethos that I wanted to do it in. Yeah. It That's is a great. very natural extension. It's funny we were talking earlier about how whatever celebrities would just come through the PR doors and go shopping mm-hmm. because you are just housing all of these amazing products, right? By representing all of these wellness brands and people. Yeah. It's just like, yes, yeah. it feels very natural to say like, oh, why don't we put a, why don't we put a cash register in here? Right. Straight in the middle of the stuff. agency. Yeah. Because yeah. it's very specific and it's very fun to shop here. Yeah. yeah. And that's like been the fun part is also getting to meet all of like the new brands that are coming up. And while we see that from the PR side of like, because we work with startups in the food space, um, it's also nice just to see it from like the buyer side now. But then you also mm-hmm. have that really cool, the really cool feedback from customers of like, hey, why do you like this product more than this product? Like, do you like this packaging? Like, what do you think about the price of this? Like, right. what do you think about this ingredient? What do you think about monk fruit? What do you think about stevia? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so you can literally ask people that are not waiting for you to be like, it's amazing. Right. Like okay, so what do like, people no. think about Stevie? <laughs> this is driving me nuts. I think that some people can't tell the difference and I think that's great. But I think other people have that taster where they can taste the slickness in their mouth afterwards. Um, and so it's like two different types of people. Yeah. And I think a lot of people just go like, it's it's the new Splenda that's better for me. Right. Mm-hmm. We'll talk more about that later. <laughs> <laughs> that and the menstrual cup. Um, yeah, so much. <laughs> I'm writing it down. I'm writing it down. <laughs> so, so, so yeah. So how are you splitting your time? Sorry. And it was hard. I mean, that was a learning curve as well where I didn't necessarily plan to open. I didn't have... It was not a thought of like, I'm going to now have to split my time. It was right. just like, I'm going to open up a store and I have a PR agency and I can do it. It's been really... I've been really fortunate that I have incredible women that work at Krupa Consulting that have been with me and have been through the entire process of the growth of the company for 6 and 7 years that they have stepped up and have made it possible for me to have this store. Um, And I think it's like relying on your team and you have a team to help support you. So you have to make their growth also within a company too. And so I'm very thankful to them because if it weren't for them, I wouldn't be able to do this new the new kind of like passion that I yeah. have and the new company that I want to build while I still just see the new things that are coming with Krupa, but be able to understand and have the confidence that they know the company, how I like things, but also are adding their flair and their expertise in it. And it's only becoming better. 
It's evolving. It's yeah. so good. Right? Everyone is sort of rising it's, 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 together. It's good. Um, and so I think it's like relying on people. It's like building that team. And I think it's talking nonstop of like, how do you build a great team? Mm-hmm. It's so fun though, isn't it? It's so fun. It's so fun. I but know. It's also so... It's so hard. <laughs> well, it's hard because you have to consider yourself in a real position of you know leadership and a role model. And I mean, I think that anybody who approaches leading a team and managing with an iron fist is just like they're doing themselves a disservice because... And it sounds to me just what you were describing, like everybody has really adopted this ethos and they're really living and breathing who you are because you've done your part and like really work to earn their respect. And like that is a testament to you because, you know, there's there's lots of ways of managing, but there's only so many to manage effectively. Yeah. And I think it's just learning and evolving from that. I'm keeping it that open the open door type conversations with everyone where you talk about and I think I think what we did is like when the goods was in this like kind of growth period, I know that I was more stressed. And I wasn't looking at the company more so from a standpoint of like positive and like the like we it was more of looking at it being like, oh, these things are just so frustrating. And like these are the things that like I wish we could improve upon. Mm-hmm. That I think that energy then extended into the team of being like, oh, this this heaviness where it wasn't necessarily a negative, it was just like a heaviness that you can't really say, uh, put your finger on what it actually is. And then it made me think back of being like, okay. But we have to bring this back and like make it like this beautiful, like kind of like more of like the glow that you have or like that energy up. And it was talking to the team of being like, okay, what can we approve on? What are the things that make you instead of like lack of communication? What is that lack of communication? So you have to tell me specifically where was that lack of communication happen so that we can fix it in the future rather than say like, oh, there's a lack of communication or like I'm just frustrated at like this overall broad thing, but you get super micro in the sense of like, what was it? Let's resolve it. But then also on the flip side, what are the positive things about being here? Mm-hmm. And put that equally as like a question that you ask everyone on the team of like, what are the negatives and like, what can we improve on? But what are also the positive things that you enjoy about the job? Mm-hmm. And I think after doing that, people were like, oh, this negative list was like a couple things, but the positive list was so much better that I think it's like the heaviness of negative yeah. negativity is like the thing that hurts us more than looking at all the positive things. Yeah. It's a good you approach. are a good manager. It works. You know, Erica, is this how you would manage when you were managing this at the is Hudson? This how I'd manage the Hudson. This is how, yeah. this, Rachel, I is this how Erica all of, learned it from you? This is, I learned all of these from Erica. How long did you do the management thing? It was like a year and a half. It was that long? Yeah, but I was back and forth between the Hudson and then I was at like Morgan's for a minute. And then I was at Tuscan. I was like in... Were you at Paramount too? Uh, no, I never worked there. It was all within like the China <sighs> Grill and Schrager group, but yeah. I did like little stints here and there. Yeah. It was not... Awesome. <laughs> we, had a, we had a good crew of people that came from there. I know. Yeah. I tell you what, Schrager turned out a nice little group of like budding entrepreneurs. I think yeah, it was very, it's very interesting. Yeah. Kelly, I mean, like, I think everyone has their ever uh, wait, is everyone literally working for themselves? Like Sarah, Kelly, Jackie, Jackie. I'm seeing Jackie tomorrow. Uh, are you? You are? Hi, Jackie. Aww. She's giving me like in her PT and like Little. the their physical therapy. Nice. Nice. Yeah, she's working. <laughs> she's working these knots out. <laughs> That's great, Rachel. I'm excited for you. This is really, I mean. What's going to happen? All yeah, right, so where's it going? For next year, for, we're now in 2019. Yeah, we have a couple other stores in the works. Can you share where? One in LA, probably one in New York. Okay. So are you going to go... You're going to stick to the coast and saturate that first before you move out? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I mean, there might be one in Michigan somewhere random. You have to do one in Michigan. I have to. Just because. Yeah. My family's there and I know that I have free employees. <laughs> no. And you're <laughs> like... The, I, you're like the golden like, girl come home. You know? Um, I think it's it's looking at it from a standpoint. Like my parents and I think my sister would love to do something with yeah. this. And they have also been so helpful. And that was like the first iteration of like what we had in the store. Yeah. Um, it was actually Christmas, not this past year, the year before. And it seems like it's been e- eons ago, but it was so close. Yeah. Like, not that long ago that... I literally had Thrive Market and bought tons of products from online and had them shipped to my parents' house in Michigan. And we literally sat around like the kitchen table trying everything. And so it was like four different chocolate chip cookies and it was like different potato chips and different things. And it was everyone from the family that they don't eat organically. 
kids that are, you know, seven and eight that are going to tell you like the true thing of like that candy is gross. Yeah, I know. They're or, like, so honest. They're so honest. So you're like, which one do you like better? And they're like, this one. And then if my niece said it's the pickiest eater, it's an entire bag of crackers. And I'm like, they work. I guess we got to carry yeah. those. Yeah. Just this morning, my son was like, mom, you're cosmetically challenged. <laughs> I was like, thanks, Oscar. That is awesome. That's exciting. And so are you going to continue to build your team or are you growing a lot on that end or do you have enough data to kind of sustain you and get you through this That's next? That's what we're just putting together. I think we had such we had such a really fast growth from when we started because we have like two stores and it hasn't even been a year and two more in the works and probably we'll have three stores within the year that now it's going back and fine tuning everything, mm. which I'm really excited about is like going back and like working the systems and making sure that the systems are f- as like, finely tuned as possible. Obviously, there's always going to be wiggle room and like some deviation, but like finding from there of like, who do we need on the team once we were able to like kind of strip it back and look yeah. at it from that side, which is like the fun part that I think everyone loves the, that part of the business. It's just like the headache of like, okay, how do I find time to do everything? How do you, you get find there? time? I mean, what else is like... What's your world? You are like super into wellness. Yeah, I mean, I'm very, I'm very lucky that I do PR for wellness brands because yeah. it's just integrated within my life because it's work. But it's it's finding like the it's finding like the moments of wellness within your day that are not necessarily take up a lot of time. Where I'm constantly putting like essential oils on. I dry brush in the morning and oil pull and like. It's like waking... I like waking up at 6am and doing like moving my body, whether it's Pilates or yoga first thing in the morning. And then I'm ready to start my day. Oh, I just saw on... Because I'm on Instagram now. I don't know. If I don't know if you got knows. the memo. What is Instagram? <laughs> Wait, got, I need to follow you. I've posted four times mm-hmm. so far. Uh, five. Nice. I'm very excited to now see what people are doing. And I just saw that you're... I, I think we have the same acupuncturist. Paul? Yeah. I love Paul. I love Paul. I love Paul. I totally <laughs> missed. I had an appointment with him today at eleven thirty, well, and he texted me. He's like, um, "Zoe, <laughs> smiley face, that awkward I smiley face." I haven't emailed him back. He asked me a question about like he emailed me a question. I was like, I forgot to email him back. So now I have you to guys should just back. like take a selfie and send it to him. We like, should. I'll just oh, get back Paul to you on everything. That. Yes, I'll t- okay. oh, we'll do it after. <laughs> we, but- we'll do that. Like he took a picture of himself in the goods. He and did. Sent it to That's me, nice. and I was like, oh. I want to get him on the show. I want to have oh, a... You should. I know. He's so... He's, he's so talented at he what he does so and like his like essential oils and aromatherapy and everything that he does. Yeah. And I feel like he's just like, he's the coolest guy. Have you been to him yet? I have not. I he's love just... my Accu page, but I'm open to having other experiences yeah. as well. I've had a, other acupuncturists too. I love them. I'm but I have to curious. Say, he, you have to be... You have to stay <laughs> have to. curious and open. <laughs> you have to. Because if I didn't, then, you know, I've had a few. So he... But he is... I don't want to say my favorite, but... He's my favorite. <laughs> he's I know. Amazing. He's he's amazing. I flip between them and like on the PR side we work with Within. Yeah. Which you, both of you need to try. Okay. We need to That's get like you in. Just, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. It's basically like the it's heyday dry bar of right. acupuncture. Uh, right. But it's beautiful and like, cool. the healers are great. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when you want to go in and out and when you don't have any time. Paul likes time. He's great. That's I was great though. So yeah, you have your... Routine. You have to put it in a routine. And that's like the biggest thing is like for acupuncture, if I feel like I need it, like I'm going to go in the middle of the day and find that time and reserve it as a meeting. Because mm-hmm. I think that in order for... If you're going, going, going all the time and pushing your body as much as you need to, you also need to make sure that you give it its TLC that it needs in order to be able to keep the beating yeah. of the grind. Yeah, it's true. It's important. Why is it so hard to like do... To give ourselves permission to like do good things for ourselves. Yeah, no, it's a good point. It's and it so is, hard. it's about permission and saying like, well, I don't have time for that. Like, I, I can't make time for that because I have this. And the reality is, if you're not actually investing in your well being, then all the rest of it is pointless. Yeah, it's the guilt it, like around priority. Like, God forbid you prioritize yourself yeah. but I think over it's, something it's, else. I think it's also getting over the stigma that it has to take so much time yeah. and that it's going to cost so much money. Where if you can just sit in a corner for 15 minutes and just like, meditate or think about like positive things yeah. is like equally as important. Yeah. As- I mean, it doesn't hurt if you have a PR firm that gives you tons of like free product, you know, products. But yeah, just, yeah, yeah. yeah but that no. too. But that's like the hardest thing. It was like, I went off my meditation like schedule for a while and I'm now getting back into it because I was just like, why did I, why, why can't I sit down for 15 right. or 20 minutes and meditate in the morning? 
it's why, there in the day. Why am I checking my emails it. instead yes. of doing this? And like my emails can wait 10 or 15 minutes. And what we're starting to implement within the both, not necessarily more Krupa is like a lunchtime. Yeah. Because we have a client that's talking about lunchtime and like how it's, it's basically almost extinct. Like yeah. Which how is many insane. people are taking lunch? You go to get lunch, but you're and not you sit like at your desk. sitting at your desk. You're doing emails and you're not actually looking at what you're eating yeah, or taking the time. Or taking the time, right. Like You don't have to actually eat lunch during lunchtime, but you have to do something that is not your work and that's not your device. And it yeah. kind of makes sense. Take an hour. Eat, take an hour. Take go an shop hour. and get a, get a manicure, pedicure. Yes. But I think it also extends from like the people talking about it. And like we had a really good client that he is the one that the catalyst for this. And it was just like... Why are we all not doing this? Yeah. Oh, it's so depressing. I mean, the Europeans, that's I know, one thing I was that got on thinking that we're just so oh, our like need fastidious. Nap pods everywhere. Huh? I think nap we pods. need someone needs like a nap pod like company where it's just like you go sleep in nap pods. Oh no, they have them. They have them. Are I they think. in Soho? I mean, I think you should put one in the goods mart. You know, if I had space in the Soho one, like that would be so right? awesome. I know who would fund it. Ariana Huffington. <laughs> I was like, you? <laughs> no. <laughs> but yeah, that is a good idea. Or you could just go have a glass of wine. Huh? How about some midday? I mean, I'm not going to encourage that. I will encourage You're that. Not? In fact, I've done it. Yeah. It was I pretty mean, much the last year on Blueprint. We're like, pretty um, much. This is really stressful. <laughs> let's go to Westville. <laughs> We're like, let's just go to Westville and have a glass of wine. Yeah. But I feel like you need to do that sometimes. Yeah. I probably wouldn't push that for our team because I think that it would probably the not wheels be would that come productive. Yeah. Or maybe it might be really creative. Maybe that's like Fridays, have a glass of wine to see how the rest of the day goes. And, and is that like the part session. of like the strategy <laughs> section that people are going to like turn off that like, am I going to say this or not say it? Is it okay to say yes. this? That you're just like, say whatever you want. That's have the point, drink. right? That's the point. Is you're creating sort of like a little bit more of a freeform space and yeah. giving people the permission to just relax and let their guard down a little bit, which I think is like what WeWork is trying to do with their communal yeah. like tap beer, you know, where everyone kind of... I mean, I've never seen anyone take advantage of that, but... <laughs> I did yesterday. We're at you a did. WeWork right now, so... um. Oh, you're out of a... Which one are you? The Grand in Lafayette. Oh, okay. And two, two people were like... They actually were changing the keg. And oh. then people grabbed it. And I was like, people do drink this. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't really do it when we were there. No. Not much of a beer drinker anyway. anyway. Um, oh, well, this was lovely. Yes. This is so exciting. It's so good to see you. And I really can't believe how long we've all known each other. It's kind of insane. I was doing a closet cleanse the other day and I still had my Hudson dress and I tried it on. And I just want you to know it does fit. That was, a, that was um, I think it was like last year, but sent around like a picture of her. She was home and like the Poconos, like her parents, whatever house. And she was like, I found like a crusty, crunchy, Hudson cocktail dress with a pretend Diane von Furstenberg label in the corner. Yeah, yeah, in the corner of my mom's closet, and she was like, took a picture of herself in it. And she's like, still fits. <laughs> I did not take mine. I had like I didn't four. Either. I don't know why. <laughs> and they've literally just been in my closet. Like I've never used I them. I've never touched them. Not, you'll never get the bar rot stink out of those dresses. Oh, it's, it's long just gone the now, smell. But yeah, oh no. god, it was. You would just put it on too. It'd be like, this is dirty. It's fine. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was no. so gross. It re- <laughs> yeah. I mean, you gave it to the laundry. That's not like they're actually cleaning it. It basically turned into... I just like regressed into this... Um, the like high school moment of wearing a uniform. I would just like go to uniform. It was like never ironed. Yeah. It was like... I don't Ugh. care. I would like roll up my skirt instead what? of getting it hemmed. <laughs> like... It's and just, then people, we, we would just like adjust the straps by tying knots in it. It was super classic. That's right. Or a paper clip like, in the back to yeah. make it a crisscross. The safety pin. That's right. <laughs> it was oh so classy. Uh, I mean, we um, should all just go back there. Let's just We go. were thinking of that the other day. We were like, we we need to have a reunion. Yeah. And go back and just invite let's, everyone. Hudson homecoming. Yes. Oh my God. Let's oh, do this. Gina. I haven't seen Gina in a minute. And Gina, <gasps> Gina and Kelly and Jackie and Yvette. And then we'll have Sarah come out. And we'll just make the staff there's lives miserable for like three hours. Be like here. We'll <gasps> that would be fun. Go to the library bar. Apple martinis with the apple chips. Do you remember that? We made yes. like actual apple martinis with apple juice. Yep. And honey. And honey. Oh, good God. All, All right. right. Well, good talk. Now I want an apple martini. <laughs> Thanks, Rachel. Let's go have an uh, apple martini. Yes. Thanks, <laughs> the Rachel. pineapple ginger one. <laughs> I actually really like the Hudson Up. That was my fave. I don't remember what that was. It was... 
uh, was Chef the Flower. Float yes. With Midori. It yes. Was a splash I was going to say, was that the green one? It was green. Yes. It was so refreshing. The champagne floater with a little flower on anything. Mine is a pineapple. I would just like love that. It was Alicia. Remember Alicia? Alicia, the boy. Yeah. The man. Oh, that was Jocelyn's cousin. What? What? With the motorcycle? All right, we're going to pause and take this offline. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening to HTW. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and make sure and rate us on iTunes. You can even give us five whole stars if you think we deserve it. If you have ideas for guests or topics, you can call our 1-800 number. Yes, we have a 1-800 number at 800-674-1839 or holler at us on social at HTW Podcast. You can also head to our website at htwpodcast.com for more episode info and check out our Daily Blend blog to see what we're drinking.